have an Olympian, Taylor Crab. What's up, bud? Oh, what's up, boys? New oh, accolade to the resume. How does that sound, <laughs> dude? Fucking wild. It is, huh? Crazy. I mean, every day is different for me. It's like some days completely nervous, some days completely scared thinking about it, some days just already want to be out on the sand playing yeah. in that environment. Just, I don't know how to take it all in yet, <laughs> yeah. but we'll get there. Yeah, I feel like uh, having like a whole, what, month and a half before the games, like usually yeah. you don't have a month and a half, you have a month and a half maybe before season, but not yeah. before one event yeah. and the biggest event. Right. It's like, God, we have way too much time to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then during the event, it's so slow. Like you just play every other day. It <laughs> is. Yeah, that's more time to think about it. That's something I didn't really think of till Jake uh, kind of said something. It's like, hey, we like after matches, he likes to work out because the next day you have completely off. Yeah. So it's like, do you play and then the next day do you work out? But then you have to play that next day. Huh. So it's like trying to balance your workout schedule and how to take care of your body every other day. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be different. That. Yeah. So it, depending on, cause sometimes you have to play like a midnight match yeah. if possible. Right. Right. But if you guys play earlier in the day, like you play an Olympic match and you go straight to the weight room. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's so weird. Like play at 10 and then maybe lift at four and then mm. the next day just do something light. Mm. So. And it's super weird because you guys, so I was talking to uh, Kelly and Sarah um, mm. at dinner the other night and they said that like you can't, you can't go watch the other sports. Like there's not really ways to kill time like there yeah. would normally be. Uh, Jake said that our credentials have VOL, which is the same as indoor. So we might be able to go to the indoor event because okay. we have that same okay. credential. But yeah, other th I'm not sure about that, but other than that where it's pretty locked down. Yeah. Just, I mean, not that you'd want to go and be like a tourist yeah, or anything, yeah, right. but just, <laughs> there's gotta be ways to pass the time. Yeah, exactly. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you've already mentioned him twice, but just having Jake, uh, yeah. like, this is, he's been to three, this will be his fourth. Four, four. Like that's gotta be, if, if I made the Olympic team the first, I would probably call like April or like, you know, any of the, yeah. the guys probably wouldn't want to share with me. <laughs> I wouldn't call Jake, but, uh, you know, I would call the, the people who have been there before. Yeah. And like to have that as your partners, pretty yeah. clutch. For yeah. Sure. But what's interesting too is like this is going to be completely new for him. Yeah. This whole situation and everything. Right. So, as far as the volleyball goes, yeah, it's the same. But everything else, completely different. Yeah. Like no, like we just had a lunch with Lulu. Um, mm -hmm. No Lulu house, no Oakley house, where you go around and get all this. No, like extra stuff, which. In a way, for me, I think it's great because it's just more focused on the volleyball. Yeah, yeah All yeah. that's going to be there is playing, training, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. I mean, there's so much awesome stuff going on normally at the yeah. Olympics. Like, you can have so much fun. It's like athlete's dream there. Yeah. Not to mention all the celebrity athletes that you've been right. basically looking up to who are now your peers all of a yeah. sudden. I mean, that's got to be so distracting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just fighting just it the whole time, but like... Looking oh, around. Oh, Kevin Durant's yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm yeah trying to make it into a positive. Right, yeah. That's There's only so many ways to make becoming an Olympian a negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely... Yeah. Co COVID did a pretty good job of that. That's <laughs> <But> true. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> gave it its best shot. Yeah. At yeah. Least. But yeah, you got to be a half glass empty guy to be mad that you're an Olympian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we can we can fill these glasses up. All right. Yeah, buddy. If you boys want, we got a little champagne to celebrate. Uh, Tay qualifying. Oh, hell yeah. First, uh, when's the last time a Hawaiian's been in the Olympics? Uh, Steino. Steino. Right? Stein and Kevin 04? at the same time? Yeah. So both of them 04. So yep. bringing it back. 16, 17 years now. Bring it back to oh, the wow. island then. Yeah, buddy. Stoked. Al Triga. First OCC Olympian in a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. Stoked. Playing for a little more than milkshakes now. Yeah. <laughs> can still butt milkshakes though. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, cheers, cheers, boys. Buddy. Tay, congrats. Thank yeah, you, buddy. guys. Oh, look at that. I think one thing that's pretty cool about this Olympics. Obviously, we still have Jake, who's been making his fourth, and Phil's making his fourth, and Nick is in his second. But yeah. there's a lot of new faces. I mean, this is your first Olympics. This is Alex's first Olympics. Mm -hmm. This is um, Sarah and so, Kelly's first Olympics. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably the most new faces we've had in a pretty long time. Yeah, because yeah, all the past years have been Carrie and Misty or yeah. Phil and Jake and Rosie. Yep. So that's, that's pretty exciting. awesome for the sport. Yeah, exactly. The new new kind of wave of people coming yeah. in and others not fading out but soon being done yeah and I, I feel like I mean they're not even just fading like Jake is playing some of his best volleyball like he's going out on yeah. his own note yeah. <laughs> you know? it's not like he's just sort of fading into obscurity that's, like he's going out Phil and Nick are playing great too yeah that's pretty awesome to see that was one of my goals when he picked me up was that he chose me for a reason like he he could have retired he wanted to retire but I think Tyler Hildebrand kind of helped him and talked to him and said hey like you want to go for one more Olympics like I think Taylor could help you so he fought another four now five years yeah. uh, when he I think he had coaching jobs lined up yeah uh, so he's another five years away from his family to go for this so so one of my goals was to get him this one last one last goal of his yeah and you guys were you were the first men's team to qualify mm -hmm. um so you qualified by when phil and nick lost what second round of pool yeah in ostrava yeah because we held the tiebreaker okay so we were tied with them but it's kind of weird tiebreaker yeah if you ask me like just tournaments played is kind of weird yeah it's whatever. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah, as as like an outsider and even as an athlete, like that's a pretty weird yeah tiebreaker to have. I feel like it's FIBB's way of incentivizing you to play in more events. Going, yeah. Is I, I think it's a USA thing, though, right? I don't think so. I think that was an FIBB tiebreaker. Oh. Could be wrong. I, I have no idea. Um, but were you like? It's a weird way. The, the way the country quota system just is organized is weird because like we're almost we're pitted against each other mm -hmm. so like you knew that there was an incentive to like root for, against phil and nick yeah. and i know like you love was, nick and, like, and respect oh, yeah. phil yeah so it's just a weird thing where i'm sure you knew if they lost that match you were an olympian right which so is yeah, a super normally yeah thing. like normally <laughs> i don't have like games up on my phone but i remember we we went to uh lunch and 
I had it up on my phone. Me and Jake, we knew what would have happened if yeah. they lost. Uh, like it was 14-13 in the third, and Jake gets up and has to like he couldn't he couldn't watch. <laughs> he gets yeah. up to go grab a coffee, and he he comes back and like I flip my phone over like the game's done. Yeah, he's, he's all like, Phil Phil won. I was like, no. <laughs> he's like, they lost. I was like, yeah. We just hugged it out. It was a pretty cool moment just yeah. to, to see his excitement and his emotion in it. So, yeah, I, was, I would have thought that joke would have gone the other way around because this is yeah. Jake's fourth Olympics. He's like, all right, let me just prank the youngster. Yeah. Around. <laughs> but he's the guy. He like never watches games. He doesn't even like to know who we play until the morning of the day. Yeah. So yeah, he he likes to just focus in on. All we have to do, nothing else to do with the tournament or anything. Yeah. Interesting. What was what was that moment like for you? I mean, this Olympic race was almost twice as long as any other because we had a full year from COVID yeah. where it kind of paused everything. And then obviously mm -hmm. when Jake picked you up, like you know that that's like a run for the Olympics. Yeah. And then it all comes to an end right there in a cafe. Like what was that like? <laughs> in a... I mean, it was. It wasn't even a cat. Like, what would you call those buildings in, in, in the check? Oh, in check. It was. It oh, was, it was in, that lunch hall. Yeah. Oh, it was in a giant like. Um, it was in some building. It like, was a, yeah, you guys seen the pictures of the the yeah. check. It's probably looks yeah. cool. But it's a cylinder, like a giant cylinder that used to hold some kind of liquid. Yeah. Okay. And and now they turned it into a building. Yeah. There's like a building within that and they're eating lunch in that. It was in, it was in a big- So, so like, a really weird cafe. Yeah. So we, uh, right when they lose, we, like, we get up and we hug each other, say congrats. And then like, I think it was the Italian second team. They're like, you guys okay? Like, they, they just saw us like <laughs> hugging and, and embracing at lunch. I was like, yeah, I just had to hug my guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jake left for a coffee and I missed him. <laughs> That's hilarious because I feel like we all imagine these big moments like, you know, kind of like a, a Sarah and Kelly where they win Sochi mm -hmm. and like they all but cemented their spot. And even right. though the match that we were literally just watching, yeah. Carrie and Brooke lost in the qualifier and then they're in. It's almost like anticlimactic to have it end that way. Right. But it's awesome. I mean, yeah. however you imagined it, like you became an Olympian that day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's do what they did. I mean, the last two tournaments was unbelievable. Insane. So oh my God. It, I mean, they got to be on top of the world, feeling good going into Tokyo, yeah. won the last two tournaments. Like that's, that's awesome for them. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I mean, them winning two straight and winning, doing it, winning 12 straight matches is crazy. But I mean, you and Jake, your breakthrough wasn't all that different. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember talking to you after uh, you guys won bronze in Doha. Yeah. I think you guys went like a year and a half of world tour events without a medal and then you won gold in the kind of Norseka three star. Yeah. And then gold in Mexico. Yeah. And then bronze right after that. I mean, yeah. you guys had been With like a, so a fourth close. in Rome too. Yeah. Close. Yeah. So yeah, we, it was great. I mean, we were all kind of wondering like how we had all come and respond after 2020 yeah. COVID year. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to come to Doha and, podium for only our second time after yeah basically not really a year off we only had the three avps but basically a year off and playing good ball so that was that was good to see that we were still playing at a good level yeah and when 
like a team like you guys, I mean, because you have been similar to Kelly and Sarah, you've been like knocking on the door to having these great finishes for mm -hmm. so long. And I mean, fourth at World, was it World Champs or World Tour Final? World, World Tour Finals, World. yeah, okay. And I mean, that's like as good as a medal in any other event, mm. especially points wise. Yeah. But what do you do? Like, how do you keep, do you just know the breakthrough's coming? I mean, all the player, all the athletes know, like, it's tough to get good finishes. Yeah. You gotta, after pool play, it's single a limb. Yeah. You have bad, you have one bad game and you're out, you're done. So it's, you got to string, what is it, four matches together to get a gold or silver. And there's no good draws. There's no such thing anymore. You don't even worry like, oh, I hope we get a, I hope we get this team or that, a good draw. Yeah. It's like, right. Eh. I'd, I'd rather not get Norway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously we haven't played, uh, oh, you've been playing for a while, but I feel right now, like from top to bottom, there's the quality and level of teams is insane right now. Even I, coming even... coming from the qualifier, like team Losiak Cantor, oh, yeah. I just saw Her Herrera Guevara are in the qualifier for Stad. Like, there's teams that are coming out of the qualifier that are just bombs too. Yeah, so. like they could win the tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, um, when I first came out, I feel like there was more, maybe like 2014, 15 ish. There was good draws at the back of the main draw, like the mm -hmm. teams that were would be in the qualifier now. There's none now, and yeah. I've talked to like Phil about it and everything. He said. When he first came on tour, it was like, for sure, first round of pool play is like, mellow. Yeah. No. Yeah, now it's just like, <laughs> no. every match. Bombs away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can't take every tournament, every finish. Like, you got to just, it's a whole season. You got to look at the whole season and move on from the tournament. If you have a bad finish, you got, like this year, Cancun, you had one the very next week. You got to yeah. forget it and get ready for the next one. So. Yeah can't think too much about it yeah that Cancun I mean watching it was wild I mean because you guys had gone from virtually no events yeah. a brief blip in Doha and then back to back to back yeah in like windy windy hot yeah, that, was, that was tough man. That, was, that was real tough it was so gnarly and especially like you had tough conditions and then also the most intense pressure you can possibly put on Athletes Just on the brink of qualifying. Five tournaments for <laughs> yeah. your dreams. <laughs> Good luck. Here's some wind and some sun. Yeah, go exactly. qualify. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like it, there's another one. The next yeah. one's the same. <laughs> right. And then the next one's the same. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And you're going to eat the same food the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even less, didn't one of the restaurants get closed down there? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. One less option. Yep. <laughs> yeah, only one person got COVID, I think, and it was a ball boy, or yeah. girl, or whatever. Yeah, one person tested positive coming in, like when they arrived. Uh, a player? A nook, or. Oh, really? You know, yeah, one of them tested. On arrival. Yeah. Wow. So they were held out of like the first two. Oh. Uh, but yeah, other than that, no no positives. So yeah. That was really good by the FIVB to get that done. After seeing Doha, I thought for sure Cancun would be a mess. Yeah. Doha, there was like, what, five or six, I, I want to say, Christian. on the way out? Yeah. <laughs> Christian Hartford got two weeks? Dude, I don't, yeah. I oh don't know how, like, Jake and I or any of the U.S., because he was literally warming us up. He would stretch Jake 
before like warm ups too. Like he was, ha- we'd slap his hand before every and game. He screams yeah. for everything. So yeah. For sure, he's spitting on everybody. <laughs> so yeah, then pretty wild that all of us didn't get it, but worked yeah. out. Yeah, he came away with bronze. Exactly. Christian yeah. came home. Yeah. Chris, finally, <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And his wife was pregnant. Oh yeah. Yeah. He has a kid now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rough. But I think I mean with with COVID the delay and then you know having Cancun back to back to back and all just like the like this year was weird to compete like you can't yeah. go anywhere like you were kind of stuck and I feel like the teams that made it through they had spoke to the value of building a great team mm. so you anybody can put two very good players on the court but yeah. if you look at the teams that qualified I mean it's easy to see how great you Jake and Rich work together mm-hmm. but then Sarah Kelly and Jordan are like yeah. three peas in a pod and like I think the value of a team really shone through and I was just wondering like how valuable you think that was for you um Rich makes all the difference in the world for us yeah. I mean even Jake was this is gonna be his fourth Olympics he likes to be told what to do he doesn't want to like have to go out and like figure it out himself right. like that's just more stuff that a player has to do rather than just go play the game so and rich does that for our team he does all the dirty work for us so it makes our lives super easy when we step on the court yeah and that's got to be kind of a, a tough role for rich to step into like here's jake this now four-time olympian <laughs> yeah. and rich played was a pretty good beach player but mostly yeah. most of his success was indoors right. jake's like rich tell me what to do yeah well, <laughs> last did he go to the last olympics he went as the assistant right or did he not go because he was uh, Tyler Hildebrand's assistant for two, two or three years yeah. with, with uh, Jake I don't, and Casey. I don't okay. think he went at that time because he was coaching. Oh, wait. No, I don't know if he went. I don't know. But he was on the world tour with them. Because like, then, then, then he coached Ke- uh, Theo and Casey the year after. Oh, did he? So, yeah. Yeah, I forget. Because then they split up, and that's when uh, Jake and I okay, got, it, got yeah. him. But yeah, he, I mean, any person under Tyler is going to turn out to be a pretty good coach. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Tyler's I think hands down one of the best coaches I've ever had. Whether it's indoor or beach, he he puts in the work. He studies the game, and you can really tell from the yeah. stuff he he can give advice on. Yeah, yeah. I I love talking to Tyler about volleyball. Mm-hmm. When we had him on the podcast, we were just like. Tyler, like beach volleyball, go. Like an hour, four, hour 40 later, yeah. we're like, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy can talk about it. not just volleyball, he can talk about anything. Yeah. When you're, when you're, you've been playing the sport so long, it's rare that people will bring up new things and like new perspectives to look at the sport, mm-hmm. way, new ways to look at the sport. And like Hildebrand can do that like time and time again. Like, here, I've, I've studied it, and, and here's something new I've learned. Yeah. You could tell he reads probably a book a week or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Always quoting a new book. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for sure, yeah, I got to I gotta agree with that one. You've you've surrounded yourself by a lot of, like, brilliant volleyball minds. I mean, you had, was Tyler, was he your coach in college? Yeah, okay. Long Beach. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you had, um, you Knight, got Rich Knight now. was the head coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He was the Olympic <laughs> coach for 2012. Knight was there, and then you and... Uh, you and Trev worked with Alzina, right? Alzina, yeah. Okay. Who mm-hmm. uh, went to the Olympics too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of been lucky, I guess, to have all this great volleyball minds around me. But not only volleyball minds and coaches, but players yeah. growing up, 
yeah where where we come from the outrigger who has had past olympians indoor mm -hmm. and on the beach and got to play with them all growing up they were all the older guys were so good coming back to to play in you know the four men's we had at the outrigger or lambo coming to help our outrigger club team for club practices yeah. like they don't know at the time but it like means a lot to us seeing sure. that like now just makes us want to go back and help out the younger generation yeah. so i mean we've been blessed for many years not just coaches we've had but other players in the past yeah for sure it's fun to see your like the outrigger generation just coming up mm -hmm. it would have been awesome like to have three yeah. you, that would have been really cool know, yeah. that's a fun race to watch right like three outrigger guys there and i mean the fact i mean you guys qualified points wise Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's awesome to see like your generation just coming up and becoming like the next faces of USA volleyball. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, we're stoked on it. I think. Like, yeah. I mean, I think of it like uh, our little hui, like our yeah. little group you yeah. know, that we have. Just because uh, I don't know, being from Hawaii in general, you you kind of I don't know. I feel like we've always come to the mainland and been been like super proud of like I don't know Hawaii, Hawaiians. You know they're. They're the only people driving around, except for maybe people in Texas, with like their state yeah. sticker on their <laughs> car, like yeah. blown up. You know the Hawaiian <laughs> Islands. Yeah, everyone's just yeah. super proud. Yeah. Um, but I think we kind of carry that to the beach too, and it's going to be cool to see this next generation. I mean, including the McKibbins. Yeah. Um, in a different way, having a huge impact. But yeah. now that yeah, what they're doing for the sport is unbelievable. It's awesome. Like, yeah. It has if not more of the same impact as us playing the sport as them having this reach to not just people in the US but around the whole world like I've when I've gone to tournaments overseas like I've had people come up to me like McKibben volleyball McKibben volleyball <laughs> yeah. like, it's unbelievable like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how are they doing this? <laughs> But yeah. it's, it's cool because even though the McKibbins are making an impact in a different way, like you guys are doing it kind of hand in hand because mm -hmm. they're here to, to tell your guys' stories yeah. in a really cool way or just like how to hit a volleyball. Right. It's like your video for that is like two million views. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And you guys were just messing around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's totally just screwing around. Right now. Like, he has no idea that two million people were gonna watch this. <laughs> right, and I don't like, dude. I hate camera stuff and everything. So like, when I went, they're like, "Dude, we want to do a video with you." I was like, "I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not the guy for this." Like, yeah, just pull some clips of me hitting. But when I actually had to act in front of the camera or say stuff like. If you go back and watch like their their coffee table in their living room, we had just like some beers lined up behind. Cause <laughs> I, I had to get loose before, dude. I don't like acting. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I mean, they have such a good beat on us personally, like mm -hmm. us guys, because we grew up together, but on the sport as well. And I think people maybe don't even realize how well they know the sport, like. When, when me, Trev, and Taylor think of them, like, it's not, we don't think, since we're having the volleyball, more volleyball success, it's like, right. it's not like, oh, they they weren't as good volleyball players, but they don't yeah. know the game as well as us. It's more like, oh, they just chose to go in that direction. Because, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, for sure, Riley's the best volleyball mind out of all of us. Like, yeah. I used to play beach with him. He's just, like, brilliant. Yeah. And Maddie's a freak, athletic. Like, we've all seen him block. Yeah. But I think that they just have a passion 
for this other stuff that they couldn't ignore and like I, yeah. I we talk about it a lot like people go down this pipeline of, i have to play on the national team i have to do this and right that. it's like no be creative like customize it for yourself and they're doing it like way better than anyone else dude i mean they're putting more work into what they're doing than we are like <laughs> they're, they're i mean it's just them too yep like sometimes they get people to help film and stuff but yeah they're sitting at their computer editing everything for hours on hours and dude, it's what they put they taught themselves how to do it yeah they never went to school for I know. editing yeah. videos and both business all this stuff yeah. like they they literally just taught themselves they watch youtube and how to edit all these videos and film and it's unbelievable what they've done yeah i think you mentioned like riley's one of the best volleyball minds you know he's just one of the best minds i know period yeah like how I mean, he's, he's just sharp i think us three have a little uh different genes and we're we're forced <laughs> to stick with the volleyball <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> I, was, I mean Me, you and trevor yeah. just, we, it was volleyball or nothing wow. for us we'll just side out <laughs> <laughs> those guys they have the creative mind like i mean they're like uh, like Tyler is with volleyball, that's like them with all their creative and new videos. Like they can just spit out ideas and what they think uh, would be good, and it turns out to be great ideas. It turns out, and they're just getting better and better too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch. Yeah, literally <laughs> fun to watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is also brought to you by our good friends over at Wilson Volleyball. You guys know the drill. The AVP plays with Wilson Volleyballs. You know why? Because it is the absolute best volleyball in the game. The college game plays with Wilson. Even the German tour is playing with Wilson Volleyball. Wilson is taking over the world, beginning on the Castaway Island with Tom Hanks, and they're not stopping until they get the whole beach volleyball world. So do your part and use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to play with the best beach volleyballs in the world. All right, that is SANDCAST-20. It's almost summer again. Time to get your refill of volleyballs. So use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off of all Wilson volleyballs. And now, back to the show. But, I mean, obviously you guys, like, grew up at Outrigger Volleyball pretty much in your blood. Everyone always says, like, oh, I want to make, make the Olympics. I want to be an Olympian. But there comes a point where you realize the work that you have to do and the talent threshold you have to hit to become an actual Olympian. And I'm wondering like when that became like a very real ambition for you? Uh, well, first I want to talk about kind of what you said, like everyone's dream or yeah, you said like kind of everyone's dream was to be an Olympian. Yeah. I think that's kind of skewed in a way. Like I was talking to Jake about it. Uh, we've kind of talked briefly about it is, uh, everyone puts so much for beach volleyball specifically yeah. like everything's about getting to the olympics like that's the overall goal mm -hmm. but they kind of put like look past is that we have a season we have a tour like the nba is more important than the olympics like to yeah. win that championship and then becoming an olympian is kind of a, a bonus a bonus yeah yeah so and our, our season kind of gets, I feel like, looked over upon. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything's just focused on the Olympics, like Olympics, Olympics, get there. So that's kind of what I hope to see change, is that we have this 
our season, our tour, and that's just as important winning winning our season than on top of that becoming an Olympian. Right. But of course, growing up, I'm sure every athlete on every sport wants to become an Olympian because you're mm -hmm. on that stage, you're representing your country. Yeah. So that is always has been my biggest dream ever since I was a little kid. But now that I am playing this sport is our season should be just as important. Yeah. And we have the viewership and AVP is doing a good job. The FIVB, they've put on these events uh, during COVID the, to make these qualifier events when maybe they didn't have to. So all these tournaments are just as important as the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a point yeah. I feel like no one really makes all that often because mm -hmm. beach, I mean, to the general public, beach volleyball is kind of a, a quadrennial sport. Like we see it pop up for two weeks and it's amazing every four years. Mm -hmm. And then for the general public, it goes away. Yeah. But the AVP is, is building steam in terms of like people watching it right. and the interest is there. Like you can see it at the grassroots level. Like yeah. volleyball is the highest, the most played sport for girls in the United States. Mm -hmm. And it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that that's super important. I mean, especially with us being at the top of the sport moving forward and kind of leading this next generation, like we might have an opportunity to change how athletes look at it and go about it and help yeah. this, help us build this domestic tour up. Um, but like from my perspective, whether I come up short on the Olympics or I make it, it I feel like there was a lo there's so much time spent deciding and, and playing in the Olymp uh, Olympic qualifying events when I wanted to be at home. And right. Even mm -hmm. a lot more so um, the last quad. I remember me and Hayden were like, yeah, like we have to go, we have to go overseas. So we yeah. skip events and Jake and Casey would stay home. Cause I think, you know, Jake's the veteran there. He's like, no, you know, we got to play AVP. Like this is what we're here for. Even yeah. if it, you know, even if we show up late to the event and we don't get the extra day to rest or whatever. Yeah. I saw him doing that. I was like, why is he doing that? <laughs> and I was like, damn it, I want to play AVP. Yeah. But like, you know, me, I'm like very focused, like, yeah. this is my goal, I gotta do it, be really intense about it. But I, I mean, I've definitely learned that and seen that, and I'm totally, like, moving forward, I'd, I'd like to see that change. And honestly, I think that the domestic tour should be the priority. It, but we just all, it has to be a priority for all of us, so that yeah. one team's not out there getting ahead right. while we stay home. and. Mm -hmm. And then you have the talks about Olympic qualifying. It should be done on the world tour, right? Because yeah. you're going to play world tour teams, and that's you know the best way to get the top two teams there. Yeah. But I mean, sacrificing that and bringing it home to the domestic tour could be unbelievable for our sport. Right. Hopefully, the top two teams still go, and not yeah. one team just peaks and wins that thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. That could be you know, that's something we ha we'll probably have a say in moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you mentioned, it has to be everyone to do it. Cause me and Adam are looking at, there's a two star in Prague the weekend of Manhattan. And mm. I'm like, well, this is the only two star that we'll get to play without a country quota. Right. It's like, we almost have to go, yeah. but you can, we can walk there. Yeah. Like I walked to Manhattan last oh, yeah. two, two years ago. <laughs> like, damn it. That's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the coolest thing for us is to play in front of fans who want to see us yeah. Yeah. And, and American fans. Right. right. So yeah, there's, there's nothing like, I mean, I'm sure you talk to every NBA guy, like there's nothing 
better than playing in a home court like with your fans there going nuts right. like that's our Manhattan that's our Hermosa that's exactly. actually anywhere in the US like fans are unbelievable here in the US for volleyball and they love the sport they love watching us and we love playing in front of them and yeah Olympics is a time for the whole world to come in and watch our sport and like we yeah. get to be on display for the whole world but the rest of the year we should be playing for our fans you yeah know? And I think it, I think it's a good idea that the AVP. I mean, tough for for you and Jake, but mm. they're going. Atlanta's the weekend after the Olympics. Yeah. They're they're like going to try to ride that Olympic wave, yeah. and then Manhattan's right after Atlanta. So I feel yeah. like they're just like, let's take this captive audience while we can. Yeah. That's smart, genius for yeah, the AVP for sure. to do. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I think I've heard it multiple times, but beach volleyball is one of if not the most watched mm -hmm. sport at the Olympics so yep. hopefully that leads into the AVP and Amazon Prime viewership yeah uh, not only viewership but fans because yeah. now they're allowing fans back which is and, uh, awesome ticketing fans too yeah it's not just like stroll in if you want yeah we're actually paying for entry I think that's which is awesome uh, yeah I think that's a great idea yeah I mean for sure We've yeah. all been talking about it for years, right? Yeah. Let's at least test the model. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, I don't think, like, the stadium's still going to sell out. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be packed. So that's good that the AVP is doing that. Yeah. I agree. If you're going to put three events on, put them all right there. Yeah. <laughs> Let us just go to work. Yeah. yeah. And, dude, sure. the, the qualifiers have gotten so big that they're now doing two-day qualifiers. I don't know how close you guys read the email. Yeah. So they're doing two-day qualies. Um, like, and then there's a qualifier for an AVP next. So the AVP no next way. in Atlantic City. Wait, is, yeah, I just read this one yesterday. <laughs> yeah, hundred grand. Hundred grand. So for AVP, AVP next, next yeah. is half the purse of a pro event. I mean, and we're sitting here like, you can, can play. we go one more event? Because <laughs> I, I, I think I have to because I only have yeah. three events. Yeah, it's close to the prize. The Champions Cup. You should. I think I probably will. I played in an AVP like, next last year with uh, my buddy Joe. <laughs> you did. We took third. We took third. Trevor, Trevor took fortieth or something. Just like the solstice yeah. this week. <laughs> I, was, I was down in Myrtle with Adam, but Sutton was there. Yeah. He was like playing with Trevor was tough. I was like, Trevor, I need a little help. I'm getting every serve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he'll he probably Tre Trevor will ride him for sure, yeah. no matter what, dude. Just, so that. <laughs> Uh, John called uh, called me. He's like, "Hey, you want to come uh, out to Clearwater to play in an AVP next uh, with one of my friends? Like, yeah, one of you will play with me. One of you will play with my friend." And I was like, "Yeah, man." But uh, John chose Trevor because he was bigger and thought like he could block. But after the tournament, John's like, oh, "I should have picked you. You tried a little harder than Trevor did." Oh, for sure. I was like, "You didn't know what you were getting yourself into with him, man." If it's early in the day or like the first 10 points, Trev's going to be moving slow. Yeah. <laughs> or especially AVP next, you know. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this AVP next, I think they're adjusting because they just had a big one in New Orleans that they yeah. had like 84 teams. Yeah, and the, I, I got days. to catch some of the live stream and the live stream was, was awesome. It was like Dude, it looked so good. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why that, don't we just run different small events like that yeah. for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which basically they are in atlantic city yeah but yeah i mean i don't think they're saying i don't think there's a point threshold where like you no, wouldn't you, be allowed to you play. can play i think you can play yeah and it yeah. won't and they it don't can't count. hurt you yeah. well it's bigger I, I money than the three, three finishes yeah 
Oh, the Champions Cup doesn't count. Wait, so why? I'm going back to my three events I played in 2019. Wait, none of those. My hand. Champions count? Cup doesn't mm-hmm. count. Oh, because shit. not all the well, teams got the play. What I'm thinking, <laughs> so I'm going to be the eighth seed again. We're probably going to play in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking, because I think they left, only 10 teams get into the main mm-hmm. for the small draws. But I think that yeah. and they're leaving two this wild two card. wild cards. And I think that they'll probably reward teams that did well in the Champions Cup who might be otherwise pushed back into yeah. the quali. So me and Trevor. <laughs> we might need it. You guys yeah. want a Porsche Cup, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah. <laughs> Still a little salty. We got second in that Champions Cup <laughs> when we tied you guys. Well, you got third. We got third. Yeah, we, we got, got second. I mean, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you guys got second. <laughs> you wanted the man. That should, that should be the tiebreaker. What's up with these tiebreakers? Come on, <laughs> we're just getting the right tiebreakers. You gotta read the fine print. <laughs> read it. Josh and Glazebrook are close. <laughs> something going on there. <laughs> Wait, I said Josh and yeah. Glazeburg. Yeah. Josh and Glazeburg. Josh and Glazeburg are pretty close. They are there. It doesn't get much closer. Yeah. But from a distance, you can hardly tell Rich and Josh apart sometimes. Like they're both just like huge dudes. When, when the AVP had the full season and we were traveling around, they were getting in the gym like oh, yeah. at freaking <laughs> weird hours, dude. Yeah. Like midnight, 11, a, or 11 p.m., midnight. Yeah, because Josh like doesn't sleep. During yeah, AVPs, it's he, crazy how many things he does. He he doesn't get the praise and thank yous that he should. Yeah. He does more than people will ever know. Yeah, and and, and you won't hear a word mm-hmm. about it from him, no. which is insane. So and he has to deal with us. Like <laughs> the players are n- not in contact with you know the top three guys at AVP. It's all yeah. Josh. What the hell is going on, Josh? Yeah emails and text to Josh. Yes, like, Josh guy. Like, we, uh, <laughs> I, I hate like having to text him or like asking him Me questions because I know he's just already had a hundred yeah. of these before. And yeah. So I try to make it as easy for him as possible. Well, I <laughs> asked Trevor, who usually talks to you yeah. or Rich, and then I feel like Rich maybe tells you something yeah. like that. That's my train that <laughs> information from. <laughs> yeah, so for the listeners, Josh Glazebrook, this is full name, unsung hero of the AVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Does so many things. And I was texting him about Atlantic City. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, yeah. it's only $50,000 short of what AVP Seattle was. Right. And that's an AVP next. So where do you get to win that, you think? I'm assuming, well, 50 per gender. So yeah. it's got to be close to 10, 10 to 15. Oh, yeah. bro, sign me up. Like, Sorry, bug. Sign up's open. Get out of the way. <laughs> I don't win any money there. for the Olympics, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I think you do. Do you? I think to medal USOC. Oh, USOC, we'll give you yeah, yeah. Ten grand for a. a so gold. it's the same. As yeah. Yeah. Mean, <laughs> Dude, bail, Jake. Dude, let's let's, let's, go, let's go play Atlantic City. My competition's way easier. Dude. That's why it, we threw that match against Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> AVP live stream gets the same amount of viewership as NBC Olympics. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was I want to say I heard or maybe I made it up that Amazon wasn't a guarantee for this year. Like the oh, I don't know that. that. I have no idea. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, don't I hope so. I don't want to start rumors. Yeah. Amazon was awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, they need a good like streaming yeah. platform. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have it. I mean, and if if like the AVP can, I mean, the AVP next in New Orleans was kind of a good test phase but that stream was 
pretty well produced. Yeah. Like they can have kind of their yeah, own different camera service. angles too. Yeah. Mm. So if they can just build their own and make people pay for it, yeah. that would be one way. I mean, the slow mo re replays are pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the booth, the interview. Yeah. Booth oh, it was after. it was a great oh, setup. That's cool. We it was professional. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so like for viewers to to watch the players play and then they walk up and sit in the in the talk like, about the game and hear and hear their it, yeah. thoughts is. Yeah, it's cool. Just like all the other pro sports doing interviews after the game and yeah. stuff. Like people want to hear that stuff yeah. and hear what the athletes think and yeah. how they felt out there and talk about the game. And yeah. it's like a, a good way for fans to get to know the players <laughs> on a deeper level. Like yeah. you can really relate to one person or another and it helps the fans like pick their player, you know, yeah. like yeah. who they really like. And I think we're all getting better on camera and more loose and having fun with it not just like yeah well i tried very hard and uh, my partner set me and i just want to give a shout out to one point at a time and, uh, <laughs> one point at a time and, uh, yeah i thought kevin cameron and dane i thought did a great job of keeping it the mood light yeah. and like allowing you guys to laugh and joke around and, yeah. and not just asking the typical questions that like you know greg popovich hates right, 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 right. <laughs> i thought they did a great job of of telling bigger stories than just like we side out and serve well right dude the i mean that setup is great i think just getting us athletes all the athletes at every avp and getting let's just say six seven seven to ten you know like if we can get to that point which i'm sure is the goal like this thing could be epic but we can't have world tour pulling us off the yeah. domestic tour and I think this thing they do do a good job of trying to fit around yeah. that schedule because the FIVB does come out earlier than the AVP, yeah. right? And they do. I mean, there's going to be overlaps. Well, the at problem some is point. FIVB will, has changed stuff in the past on AVP, so mm -hmm. they. I think at one point we're like, all right, well, we're done trying to schedule over around you guys because yeah. you guys will just change the date, right? Right. Which I totally understand. But as a sport, we need to figure out a way for yeah. that not to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. this is like, we're so close to creating a product that like fans can fully follow and like really love. Yeah. And yeah. And to the point of the AVP, like they are locked in to these cities. Like they signed the contracts for whatever, three, four years to be these, on that date at that location. These three? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general, like how we go back to Chicago, oh, yeah, how yeah, we yeah. go back right, to these right, places, right. like. We've, they've signed contracts to to go yeah. back there and like Chicago is always on Labor, Labor Day. Day yeah so yeah. It, it is tough because the AVP wants to sign these contracts and make sure there's their totally there's these events well, and that's how you build fans right so fans can just right you don't even have to announce it or market it's like they Labor know. Day yeah Chicago, Chicago. That's yeah, what I do. book your yeah. flights yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah it's not like you just move in a weekend barbecue. You yeah. gotta pull permits and get sponsors. Well, and, and it's not like the city's <laughs> like, hey, pick your weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the city's like, we got one. You got a week to tell us if yeah. you want it. Like, you know, it's probably <laughs> right. that gnarly. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't, like all these other people, I don't think they know how hard it is to actually put on these events. Yeah. Even us, like, of course we want 10, 15 events, right. but the city's actually the one that, has to allow it has mm -hmm. to have the open dates and everything so it's a lot more than i think all of us actually know what's yeah, what goes sure. on <laughs> yeah. that's why i think uh, open communication is really important and i know yeah. that the more you tell players the more feedback you're going to get that you probably don't want yeah 
but you also don't want we're all experts at running tournaments yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but you don't want people making stuff up either you know and and being able to plan and and just speculate you know people making stuff up is is going to be even worse i feel Mm -hmm. like so it's a fine line but you got to look at it glass half full and like hope that they have the pro tour as a priority because obviously mm-hmm. they're trying to build build a foundation too with all the grassroots and yeah. amateur stuff yeah. next and all that and literally the the grass Pottstown yeah. seventy thousand right. dollar tournament but like this weekend you're like kind of retiring players in the meantime you know like retiring pros who who semi want to stick around yeah so it's like where's the the balance there and that's that's a tough line for them to walk yeah was well, Navy P next player Love me a hundred thousand dollars. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Does no it make you club. excited to get through those AVP next and to the next level? Like, well, I think it, what's interesting it, is there something like to work towards. Like that's where I want to be. I think what's interesting ultimate. is that the AVP next, like the way they did New Orleans and the way that they're doing Atlantic City, it's like a, like a miniature AVP. Like they have mm-hmm. grandstands, they have a center court, they have people on the mic. And it, it, it is it has an AVP feel like right, you're just yeah. missing the Amazon Prime like the bells and whistles and right. I think that getting that good competition like when there is a next level and you really enjoy where you're at at this level like you always want to like go up and see what the next one's at right, and yeah. I think that's what like because now the what about when you see the AVP next what about goals, when you see teams at the top coming back to you yeah and you're like and I, oh I guess I made it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like as a fan I guess more of the sport because a lot of yeah. the, the teams you know who are almost at those events or who can sign up and get a few points right they're not really trying to be professionals you know they're amateur like they're trying right. to sign up and see what how they can do on yeah on that yeah so like i feel like it's mixing too much you know yeah i mean there's there's probably a balance but now like there's literally qualifiers for the avp next in atlantic city mm-hmm. so now like the tier below the avp next is like all right well how can i get in like straight into the main draw of these. And so yeah. I feel like it's just, you're creating this tier system. Whereas before it was like, you're at the top or like, it really sucks. Now like that middle tier, like, like you're kind of happy playing beach volleyball. We should bit. have like a 500 <laughs> team event and just everyone gets to play. Just battle, old school battle days. Battle royale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the top team maybe gets, a, maybe awesome. gets four or five buys. <laughs> but like, have a week long event. <laughs> but you only get, only the top, 10 get paid or something something crazy <laughs> so like you're getting paid a lot if, yeah. if you make it but yeah. it's a full battle royale <laughs> <Yeah. there>. <laughs> quadruple <laughs> elimination as a fan though you'd be watching you're like yeah. holy shit there's so yeah. much money at the very top of this oh so and so is making a run to 100th yeah. place right? <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella they won, story they won five in a row they're yeah. in 100th <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy to see like when this Olympic race began how much the game has changed both like from the FIVB level like we had so many majors at the start and now that's kind of going down the AVP like has this Champions Cup like so many things have happened Mm -hmm. and so like you became a dad Mm -hmm. you know and I'm curious like it's such a long pressure filled journey filled with like a lot of moments where like you're going to learn a lot about yourself and like what this goes for both of you guys because you both did like all 33 months of this race like Mm -hmm. what are some of the bigger like growth moments or like things that you learned about yourself like along the way from the past three-ish years? I mean, it's 
more than just volleyball. Yeah, it's, of course. I mean, as a professional athlete, like it's how to come prepared every day, even when things are uncertain. And for our sport, things have always kind of been uncertain with the FIVB and the AVP. Uh, so it's still putting in the work, making sacrifices so that me, myself, I'm still playing at the best level I can play at because that's always been my goal is how good can I get? I want to be the best that I can be, Yeah. even without all these tournaments and whatnot. So I'm still going to try to put in all the work I can to be the best that I can be. Yeah. Whether it's going to FUDs and crushing down <laughs> Travis or... <laughs> 20, 30 times in a <laughs> It's funny, too, like, because, like, my approach is the same, like, word for word. But, like, or I guess I agree with everything you're saying, but my approach is actually different, I feel like. Not that it's good or bad. There's, like, so many ways to go about it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that goes <clears throat> to all these events like this guy's playing every weekend yeah and he's like just teaching his body to like never stop playing volleyball and like you know instinctually it's you know your body doesn't know how to not dig a ball basically as you could see when we were playing in mexico freaking digging off your (laughs) neck and (laughs) that match was so fun to watch (laughs) um but um yeah it's it's all about just seeing how good you can be and I think that's the most important is like taking out all the other expectations, other people, Olympics, blah, blah, blah. That's how I've been tested the most. I mean, for two quads is yeah. to like not put my self-worth on getting this Olympic label. Like I understand what, what I put in, how much, how much I went through, how much, um, you know, how much we achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just super important that you, you're playing this game against yourself. Like there's, you can't compare against anyone else. We talked about it before. Like, yeah, circumstances are different for everybody. Yeah, there's no comparing. Um, but you can get caught in that easily. Um, but to the guys who are in the journey for the growth is, are the ones that are making it. Is kind of what I've noticed. And I mean, I've learned so much. Like being a dad, obviously, there's a yeah. ton there. I, I got married within this quad, right? In the last five years, yeah, yeah. I guess it wasn't Olympic qualification, but right when one Olympics is done, you're thinking yeah. about the next one. So <laughs> right. this has really been a five-year yeah. thing. Yeah, even though the points aren't there, you're still yeah. Like Trevor's already talked for. talked about Paris. Yeah. He, he already like he guaranteed, guaranteed it. it. Right? <laughs> he already guaranteed Paris. You said. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Just growth and um, charging. Yeah. <laughs> And there's always going to be ups and downs. So it's not just sports in life. And it's how you, how you deal with them and bounce back. Yeah. And I feel like so many people refer to it like, you know, as a grind or like putting in the work, but I mean, I could be wrong, but I I like watch you play volleyball literally like anywhere, like solstice, you'll be playing volleyball, (laughs) FUDS, you'll be playing volleyball, like a random grass tournament in South Carolina, you're playing (laughs) volleyball. Like I feel like you just love playing volleyball. And like for you, it's like, it's not work like you know that it is hard yeah. to do but it's just like yeah I get to go out to the beach and play ball mm-hmm. well it's, I mean yeah every for me it's like every game is different you know yeah. like whether it's me and Jake having a serious practice or whether 
me, you, A-Rob, and Evan Corey go set up yeah. KOB. Like, every player is so different that I just love getting to play with that person or against someone because that just teaches you different things, like mm -hmm. not just going against the same player, whether right. it's a FIVB Anders Mole or an AVP next guy. Like, they're going to be doing something that you're maybe not used to. Yeah. So even though it's not a, a team practice, like I'm still getting the reps of kind of having to read all these different people, yeah. whether it's grass or four men or whatever it is. A guy yeah. who doesn't know where the hell he's hitting it is the hardest guy <laughs> to read. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't know, you're not going <laughs> to There's nothing to read. There. <laughs> you can overthink it, and but you're not going to figure out where yeah. it's going. It goes off his elbow or something. Yeah. So that's why I think the most important thing a younger person can do is just go out and play. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it's with or what kind of tournament or whatever. Go out and play. That's how you get better. Yeah. As long as it's meaningful. Yeah. Like you're like there's there's times when to joke around or when we go to the outrigger and yeah. all we do is just try to bounce the fence. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, like when you play no matter who it's against, like you got to take something away from it. Yeah. What are some of the bigger ones you've learned recently? I don't know if there's maybe you learned how to just tool seam just at futs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I learned from my indoor days. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd, right now, I'm just really focused on what rich has to what yeah. we're working towards uh you know he's given me a few cues uh what i'm personally working at so even at the solstice i was working on it yeah so that's uh all my focus right now yeah that's one thing when me and chase were watching you do just like <clears throat> a cardio burnout with rich at the end of practice you just yeah. shuffle over dig a ball shuffle <laughs> over dig a ball and chase was like he's just like putting his arms places and it's a perfect touch like every time i, don't know, I was just tired dude i couldn't move my arms <laughs> we and lifted before practice and we had that practice and then cardio at the end but he was, was ready for like that. he even made like the observation he was like he just plays so much volleyball that even when yeah. you're tired and falling over and you lifted and then you got yeah. micah and gage and joe just ripping circles at you yeah. all day that like you just like learn how to fall in the right place yeah <laughs> it is i mean that's years of just touching a volleyball since I was I don't know, two years old mm -hmm. yeah luckily lucky to have my dad and his whole family and cousins all play and these guys just to have a volleyball around me yeah so it's I'm just blessed where I came from yeah well you uh so we have what two like three weeks till you leave three weeks July 16th okay so what are the next you guys aren't playing Stad, right yeah um, so what are the next three weeks look like? We're going to Florida for a, like a heat and humidity training camp okay. since Tokyo is going to be really hot. Yeah. Uh, so we're going there for a week, which Phil and Nick obviously will be there. And then Qatar and both Polish teams will be there. Oh, nice. So that'll be a great week of training uh, to get there and then come back July 3rd. And we'll have, what is that, 13, two weeks to 
last preparations here to yeah. get on the flight to Tokyo. There we go. Yeah. Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coming up. Yep. I'll tell you, we don't want to keep you here for much longer, but uh, anything left for Tay? I don't think so. Go represent the Hawaiians, boy. Yeah, represent. <laughs> New generations coming up. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, Tay, right. congrats again. It's, uh, it's awesome to watch. Thank and uh, excited to watch the boys in Tokyo.